Hey everybody, welcome to No Bones About Wrestling. I'm your host Asa, and I'm here with Kay Fabulous. Hey! And this is our AEW Dynamite Recap and Review Show for the June 7th Dynamite 2023. They were in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And let's get right to it. Show opened up with an AEW International Championship match. The champion, who has been on quite a hot streak, the man Orange Cassidy, undefeated in 2023, taking on Swerve Strickland. And Swerve was accompanied by the Mogul Embassy, of course, including the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions, uh... Well, they call themselves the Gates of the Agony Gates of a- and, Brian, and Cage. Brian Cage. They don't have a name. They were they were the Embassy. That's why it became the Mogul Embassy. Oh. Yeah, their trio's name was the Embassy. Yeah. Okay. So I wonder if they still just call themselves the Embassy. I'm not sure. I think they're just called the Mogul Embassy now. Anyways, they came out with Swerve. They did not stay at ringside. Prince Nana did. Did he? Yeah. 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 Uh, early on, Orange puts Swerve in the Mangi Gatami and poses while resting on his hand on Swerve's back. Pretty funny spot. Orange's tricks really get under Swerve's skin, you can tell. Swerve gets hot. Cassidy hits the stun dog millionaire on Swerve. Orange also gets an around-the-world DDT. Swerve hits a Death Valley driver on the apron on Cassidy. Cassidy DDTs Swerve from the apron to the floor. Uh, one spot, Orange saw Swerve coming, moved. He hit Prince Nana. Orange punch, beach break, two count for Cassidy. Swerve hit a brain buster on the outside. And the end of the match, Swerve grabbed the tights. Reversed by Cassidy. He grabbed the tights. Three count for the win. Orange Cassidy is still the AEW International Champion. He is on quite a streak. Quite a win streak. This match, four and a half bones out of five. Those are the kind of performances that he has been turning in lately. Four, four and a half bone performances. Mm -hmm. Here and there and everywhere. Kay, what do you have to say about this opening contest? I loved it. Yeah. Um, I don't really understand why it wasn't the main event. You but donut? I don't. I don't understand why it is the main. It wasn't the main event. Um, but I love the Mogul Embassy. I'm glad to see them all together. Uh, there's a crazy submission hold by Cassidy at one point where Swerve was like a pretzel. Yeah, that was the. What was it called? Uh, the Mon- Mungi Gatami, the Manji Gatami, I think it was. One of those things. Oh, I had written down to Harris with a question mark. But anyway. Um, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It could have been that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I like that Swerve was ta- uh, targeting Cassidy's hand. Uh, and Cassidy had really hard but infrequent offense. I felt like most of the offense in this match was coming from Swerve. But when Cassidy did get something in... It packed quite a punch. Uh, 
the Valley Driver on the apron by Swerve looked brutal. Um, death Valley Driver. That what did I call? Oh, I just said Valley Driver. Sorry, I left the word death off of my notes. Um, this match was fantastic. I loved it. I love both of these wrestlers, and it was really awesome to see them in the ring together. Mm-hmm. I want to see more. Mm-hmm. I hope this is a feud that continues and it's not just a one-off match. Well, and it may be, because after the match, the Mughal Embassy, uh, Swerve's homies, came back out. They attack Orange Cassidy, and then the lights go off. They come back on, and Sting and Darby Allen are on the inside of the ring with baseball bats, and the Mughal Embassy are on the outside of the ring. They're on the, uh, the, uh, the right. ramp. Headed yeah. headed out. The lights went off for like a questionably long amount of time. Like it had was enough time for me to be like, "Is this the House of Black?" And then I'm like, then for me to be like, "No, this isn't the House of Black." The lights would be back on by now. And then to be like, "Is there some sort of technical error happening?" Um, so it was just a, a longer blackout than a double AEW normally does. Well, they had to get. What, five guys moved out of the ring and mm-hmm. two guys moved into the yeah. ring. Yeah. So more Makes than sense. usually happens with the lights out. Yeah. I don't know how they did it all with the lights out. Yeah. Carefully. Very carefully, yeah. But yeah, great, great opener to the show. So a lot of people, I mean, we, we feel we feel like we say this every week now. A lot of people thought Orange's reign was coming to an end, but really, a lot of people did think Swerve was winning it here. I thought Swerve was winning it here. So, when does it end? And who does it, who ends it, is a bigger question. Or does it just keep going? At this point. I mean, maybe. Uh, They did just end Jade Cargill's streak, so... Maybe they're going to let Oranges continue for a while. He's looking more and more beat up every time he comes out, though. Like, every time he comes out, there's a new part of him that's, like, taped up. Yeah. Pretty soon he's going to come out just like a mummy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they're like, there's a never-ending never-ending options of places to target on his body because he's got so much tape everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's got to come to an end soon. I mean, they just keep building up this, like, series of injuries. I don't know. Who who do you think is going to take it off of him? I thought it was going to be Swerve. I thought uh, it was going to be Swerve at the, at the jackpot, what was it, no, Blackjack... Uh, Battle Royal. Battle Royal. And well, we both did. We yeah. both predicted Swerve winning mm-hmm. that. And then I definitely thought he was winning it this t- this time. I kind of, I, I, I kind of, I, I was fifty fifty here, if Swerve was going to win mm-hmm. or not. I, was, I really was not sure. Fifty fifty is a lame choice because he either wins or he doesn't. No, 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 it's not because you know most matches I, I. I think I know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. I'm not 50-50 on them. This match I was, like, for real 50-50 mm-hmm. on. I don't know. I tell you who I kind of... Who keeps coming in my head who wins it is Jay White. Now, 
a lot of people would say this belt is below him, but I would say Orange Cassidy has elevated this belt, and I don't think this belt is below anyone. You know, right before you said that, I was thinking about how when Orange loses the belt, how I hope he goes for the big belt. And I feel like this run has brought him to that level where I could see him going after the big belt and possibly one day successfully winning it, you know? So I agree that this belt has really been elevated by Mm -hmm. him. Yeah, I mean, it went from uh, the bottom belt. It was the all-Atlantic championship and was clearly the bottom belt to now you could argue it's the second most valuable. I mean, it's it's on TV being defended in excellent matches every week. And here on this Dynamite, the TNT title was nowhere to be seen. Is that it wasn't what, even on the show. Is that what's supposed to be their, their second belt? Is the TNT one? Because I would put, like, if you asked me to watch, was that? Yeah, I mean, the TNT, yeah. I mean, just look at who's held it, yeah. And Wardlow, yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs. Brody Lee, Cody Rhodes, Sammy Guevara, yes, the TNT true. title is definitely, I think, supposed to be the number two belt, yeah. Not anymore. I mean, I, I agree with you. I feel like this has overtaken that. Even I mean, just with the level of matches that we've seen in the defense of it, you know? Like, they've been stellar. And then look who's fight, fighting for it. You know, Christian, former world mm-hmm. champion, just fought for the TNT title. I think I think in AEW's eyes, the TNT title is the number two title. Oh, not in my eyes. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. A lot of people, I, I feel like, are coming around, and it's close. It's, it's definitely not the bottom. I, I, I wouldn't call it the bottom belt. Um, something has to be, though. But, uh... I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what you call it. I mean, it's a good problem to have for them to have two kind of middle belts instead of a a top, middle, and bottom belt. Mm -hmm. I guess guess it's a good problem to have. But it kind of speaks to maybe they haven't booked the TNT title, haven't booked it well enough, perhaps. Yeah, because if you, if you hadn't just mentioned that Cody and Brody Lee had held that title, yeah, I would have definitely argued with you that it was the bottom title. Because I see Orange Cassidy as higher on the card than Hobbs or Wardlow. Hmm. But yeah. Anyway, uh... So yeah, who knows when his reign will end? He's I don't I don't know exactly what his record is. He's twenty something and oh this year. Twenty four and oh, twenty three and oh. I think this match was twenty four and oh. Yeah. I mean he's on and like I said, it's not just that he's winning, which would be impressive enough that he's on a on a win streak. He's winning and putting on four and a half bone matches with Almost everyone he faces, four mm-hmm. bone, four and a half bone matches with everyone week after week. I mean, he's just doing it. He is uh, from Buddy Matthews to Swerve Strickland to whomever. I mean, I guess we 
based on their discussion, we could clearly say it's still the number three belt for them. But man, it's close. It's closer than closer than AEW intended for it to be to the number two belt. I view it as the number two belt still. I just don't I just don't I don't think so. Like I said, the way just the way the way they book that belt, the the TNT title, I just think that's the number two title, you know. But it's not even a better looking belt. <laughs> like, well, it's definitely it's, not a better it's an looking ugly belt. belt. The ugly belt can't be the second most important belt. It's ugly. that has nothing to do with it. It has something to do with it for me. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. And the name's not cool. The TNT champion. Well, the name sucks. Yeah. The, the belt. It's ugly. doesn't look good. Yeah. So see, it but, should be the third one. Well, there was one iteration of it. What's it? When Scorpio Sky had it, it was like purple. That was a little better. They made it like Lakers colors, I think, because he likes the Lakers. Well, that's weird. Yeah, but it looked cool. So, uh, I like it when they do, when when companies will do custom titles for guys. You know, you look back at the the uh, snakeskin belt that they did for Stone Cold with the the flaming skull, or the you know the hemp and wood belt for Daniel Bryan, one of my favorite wrestling belts that of is all time. My, my top wrestling belt. Uh, I love a custom wrestling belt. It's yeah. it's it's a cool thing. Plus, we got MJF's custom belt to use an example from this company. Yeah, the Triple B. Yeah, yeah, they've done that for him. They did it for. Uh, for Scorpio Sky with the Lakers color belt. Are those the only custom belts we've seen in, in AEW? That I know of. Alright, so up next we had a Ricky Starks Jay White video promo for their main event match tonight. After that, we had a trios match. Uh, members of Chaos which is a, a, a faction in in New Japan, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, versus uh, the Blackpool Combat Club. Three members of it, at least. Uh, Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley, and Wheeler Yuta. And Chaos was Rocky Romero and the Best Friends. Uh, so this one, uh, Rocky... Dives out on Claudio. Uh, Trent hit a big superplex on Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Chuck Taylor pile drives Yuta. John Moxley hit a diamond cutter on Chuck Taylor. I don't like when people just call it a cutter. Call it what it is. That a diamond. It's a diamond cutter. That's why you're calling it a cutter, because it's a diamond cutter. Call it what it is. But Moxley hit a diamond cutter on Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor uh, hit a flatliner on Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Wait, I'm confused. So it wasn't a cutter first and they added diamonds to the cutter? It was a diamond cutter and they've been shortening it to just a cutter? Uh, as far as I know, yes. Oh, I always assumed it was a cutter and then they added the diamond to it for Diamond Dallas Page. I don't, I don't believe so. That's cool. Uh, I didn't realize that. Uh, then we Sorry. had a double-team knees spot by Trent and Rocky on John Moxley. Uh, then we had the spot where Trent 
holds Moxley up for the pile driver, and Chuck Chuck jumps and uh, you know lands on Moxley's butt, lands his feet on Moxley's butt as though he's driving him down for the pile driver. So they did that spot. Uh, Trent went for a moonsault from the ring to the floor, but he got European uppercutted by Claudio. That was pretty an awesome spot. And eventually, Moxley got the rear naked choke on Rocky Romero. Romero tapped out. This was a pretty good match. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club picked up the win. Three and a half, three and a half bones out of five. Kay, what do you have to say about this one? Well, I felt like chaos is an accurate name for what the beginning of the match looked like. Um, eventually, Aubrey gained control of it, but I just loved how chaotic everything was at the beginning. Um, I thought there was a good double knees by um, on Mox by Rapongi Vice. Uh, and I think that Claudio's uppercut is like, one of the most beautiful wrestling moves there is. Like, it's perfect every time. And it just looks like he's going to rip someone's fucking head off. And I love it. Mm-hmm. It's a good-looking move. Like, I don't understand how they do it and make it look that good and, like, aren't shattering someone's jaw. Yeah. It looks, it looks very impressive. Mm-hmm. I hear you. But yeah, I enjoyed the match. I agree with your bone rating, though. Yeah, the the leader of Chaos is... Kazuchika? I know I'm mispronouncing it. Okada. Everyone calls him Okada. Oh, okay. Kazu Kazuchika Okada. I don't know. Why don't you just call him Okada? I'll just call him Okada, because I'm I'm not sure. I know I'm mispronouncing the first part. Uh, but he's fighting Brian Danielson at Forbidden Door too, and Danielson was on commentary for this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Okada is the leader of of Chaos, so that's why they were doing this. Oh. Chaos versus Blackpool Combat Club match. Yeah, there was a Danielson Okada promo before the match started, and so I was wondering why they placed it there, but that makes more sense now. I had missed that connection as to, like, why he... I just thought he was on commentary because he's in the BCC. I didn't realize the connection. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, then Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks... Challenge the Blackpool Combat Club for next week. Danielson accepts it. I'm sorry, who challenges them? Well, the name of <laughs> the name of the Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks trios team is apparently the Hung Bucks. Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't go Googling that. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Whoever came up with that, congrats to them, and they got it on TV. Even better. Oh, sorry. Like, and the commentators are saying it without laughing. 
it's it's impressive. Like Excalibur is just saying hung bucks, like it's a normal thing to say. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that'd be that'd be. I'm looking forward to that match. That's gonna be next oh, week yeah. on Dynamite, right? Hung bucks versus BCC next week on Dynamite. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it later. But yeah, there are several. Big matches for next week on Dynamite. Next, I mean, this Dynamite was very good, I thought, but next week's Dynamite looks awesome. Uh, then the world champion, MJF, comes out and brings his ray of sunshine that he always does. He comes out and he calls all the people in Colorado drug addicts. Says he has no one who can challenge him. You know, after his three matches this year he's spent apparently uh adam cole's music hits and he comes out and mjf details his fanhood for adam cole he talks about how he watched him in ring of honor talks about how he watched him in other independent promotions talks about how he watched him in nxt even said he was uh, you know sean michaels hand-picked guy uh, and says, you know how how he knew someday they would they would link up, they would they would meet, uh, and he said Adam Cole eventually came to AEW, but who showed up? You know, and he was comparing his physique. He was talking about how he looked. In NXT, and he said he had a world champion, which I don't know. You can't call the NXT title a world title. Nah, I don't, that doesn't fly with me. That's not a world title, but whatever. He said you, when you were world champion, you had the, the physique of a world champion. Maybe he was talking about the Ring of Honor title. Well, but even, I mean, like, when you have, when you have like, high school and college sports... You have national champions. They're not like, like the, the high school national basketball champion still a national champion. Even though it's for high school and not for college. So it's like with NXT and WWE. I totally missed your point there. I don't know. It's just, you can still have a world championship. It's just a different level of world championship. No, 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 no. Bullshit on that. No. No. NXT title is not a world title. That doesn't count, no. Hmm. But he might have been talking about the Ring of Honor title. Uh, anyways, he was talking about his his uh, uh, his body, yeah. his physique, and he uh, and he said, you know, now he he looks like a you know a gamer. He you know he has like my physique. Like I think you know speaking as me now, I think my muscles are bigger than Adam Cole's. Seriously. So yeah, what has happened to his physique? And I and I don't have muscles. I'm not trying to make myself sound big because I'm not. And that's my point here. What happened to Adam Cole's physique? I don't know. Well, part of it's that he had a concussion for. This is before that. This is before that. That's true. Yeah, I mean, he's, I was trying to trying to let that help him because I feel like he, got he a looks worse. just like a dude you'd see just anywhere. I mean. Doesn't look like a pro wrestler. Yeah, doesn't look like a pro wrestler. 
He looks like a like a like a lawn guy, like I mean, someone still, who do, uh, like like mow your lawn. He's still a very good wrestler, but mm-hmm. but yeah, what what happened to his physique? That's a that's a good question. I don't have an answer. Yeah, but yeah, so he was dissing his physique, um, and he, and that's what he was saying was you know who showed up you know. So he's really all over Adam Cole, uh, insulting him. And he said that he heard that Vince McMahon didn't see star potential in Cole. He said he didn't, he, he heard that Vince McMahon didn't see Adam Cole as a potential top guy in the company. And it was something for MJF to be cutting this promo and talking about Vince McMahon and Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. And he talked about, how he's a fan of Vince McMahon. Of course he's a fan of the, you know, accused serial rapist, you know, mm-hmm. and sexual philanderer, you know. I, I'm sure he just threw that in. Don't you think so? Well, he's a heel. I think That's what I'm yeah, saying. I'm yeah. sure he just threw that in. He's like, oh, I'm a fan. I'm sure he just yeah. threw that yeah. in. To, uh Hopefully no one's a fan of Vince McMahon nowadays. No one, no reasonable person can be a fan of Vince McMahon anymore. Uh, That's aside the point of what we're talking about right now, though. But at some point we'll do a podcast all about Vince McMahon. We'll get into all that stuff. All those allegations and and all those kind of things. The good and the bad about Vince McMahon. We will get into that sometime soon. Because uh, there's a lot to say about him. The most pivotal figure in the history of professional wrestling, no doubt. Bigger than Hulk Hogan is Vince McMahon. Okay, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. So, back to what we're talking about. Vince McMahon didn't see star potential in Cole. Uh, Cole gets on the mic, and he starts running down MJF and saying, oh, your fiancé left you. That's why you always have to run down couples, and you're always talking about people's relationships, and this and that and the other. And it ends up with MJF agreeing to a match with Cole. He gets under MJF's skin enough that MJF agrees to a match with him. The crowd loves it. Personally, I did not like this. I don't like seeing a face stoop to the same kind of thing that MJF does. He did the exact same kind of stuff that MJF does. Yeah, but I feel like sometimes people like that because they're like, oh, yeah. He just gave him some of his own medicine. Well, of course, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, Yeah. so I think I think that's okay for a face to do sometimes. Not like a super baby face, but Adam Cole's not a super baby face. He was a heel right before he came back. You know. Yeah, I just I don't like it. You know, I don't like seeing a face be petty. I don't think it's being petty. I think it's being clever and using someone's. it's pettiness. Someone's tools against them. Pettiness. How else are you going to get MJF to agree to a match? If you just ask him, he's going to say no. So if you were an, if you were Adam Cole, how would you get MJF to get agree to a match with you? I don't know. You make a good point. Yeah, you can't just say please. You make a good point. Yeah. 
Well, because he always makes people jump through hoops of some sort. Yeah. So here, Cole didn't have to jump through any hoops. Well, Cole's also not getting a title match. All right, it's an eliminator match. I still don't like seeing a face do... I mean, you know, I said it Wednesday night. I said, can you imagine Sting coming out and doing that? No, of course not. I just don't like seeing faces coming out and dissing and dissing guys and talking about how their fiancés left them and shit like that. I, I don't want... It doesn't make me want to cheer for the person. You know? that's mm-hmm. It's beneath... Uh, a baby face. Like, that's not a, a, a good quality in a person. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what makes you, what makes me want to cheer, at least. Is that what makes people want to cheer? Well, I don't, I don't know. Um, I just think there's only so many ways to get someone to agree to a match with you. Yeah. And... Stoking them into anger so they want to fight you is one way to do it. I mean, you have a point there. It's definitely the way... Effective. I'm not saying it's not effective. I'm just saying I don't like it out of faces. I don't like seeing it out of baby faces. But, yeah. So he got a... They have an Eliminator match next week. So if Cole beats him... Um... Which, I don't know, I have a feeling Cole will beat him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole will get a title shot. Do you think they're going to do it at Forbidden Door? Or do you think there's only going to be American and Japanese, or New Japan wrestler matches there? Instead of just two AEW guys wrestling? I don't know, but if I had to j- take a guess, I'd say they'll do it at Forbidden Door, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they can, they'll do their own match. Yeah. Yeah, their own championship match at Forbidden Door, yeah. Okay. Because the two matches that are, are signed, two matches that are official for Forbidden Door 2 have no stories behind them. Uh, there's a little of a story just because of the history with Omega and Osprey, but no real story behind this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... It would be nice if they would have this Cole and MJF on the card so you can have a match with a story. story, Yeah. yeah. Uh, So then there was a tornado tag team match, of course. Before you get to that, there was a Hardy and Ethan Page promo. And I wanted to talk about something. Yeah, there was a Hardy and Ethan Page promo after MJF before Hook and Jungle Boy. Oh. Um, and I wanted to talk about that because that's something that I think is weird for faces to do is to like take over someone's contract and like make them your bitch basically. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, well, I disagree with you about the Adam Cole thing being bad for a baby face to do. What do you think about this with them taking over Ethan Page's? Well, I didn't see the... the oh, you didn't see did the whole video. What happened? Oh, they were just talking about um, how he was going to have to, like, jump through hoops, basically, I think, for them. Page. I, I didn't write it uh Pages, yeah. Like uh, what? They weren't very specific. It was a very short promo, which is probably why you missed it. Um, and I also only wrote down Hardy's and Ethan Page promo. 
<laughs> so that was the extent of it. And then Isaiah was there with um uh with his bedazzled neck brace, um, doing his weird moan. No, that's fine for faces. It's uh That's fine. It's not uh they're not gonna do anything, you know, evil or bad to him. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna do silly things as a as a means of, you know, sort of getting even getting them revenge, their comeuppance. Getting getting his comeuppance, yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. Those kind of of antics are fine with me. Yeah. Because, like I said, it's it's getting his comeuppance. It'll be funny. It's not, it's not, and and not petty. Like I said, mm-hmm. pettiness is not a face. Uh, trait, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and running down someone personally is not what what faces need to do. Yeah. No. Uh, and sorry, so then there was a tornado tag team match. Of course, meaning everyone's legal. No tags. Two on two, everyone's legal at once. Uh, we had FTW champion Hook teaming with Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Uh, and they took on Dralistico and Preston Vance. And they were accompanied by Jose the Assistant. They were La Faccion Ingobernable. Of course, Roosh uh, still in the doghouse for the way he acted in that match with Jungle Boy. That's the the belief, at least. That's why he's off of TV. Uh, During this match, here's another thing I didn't like with with a face. Yes. Jack Jack Perry tried to rip off Drillistico's mask. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, is this him heel turning right now? We've seen some some small signs of Jack Perry turning heel. So but they didn't d- even talk about it. Like, as it happened very briefly yeah. before before a picture-in-picture. Picture, and then it went to the picture-in-picture, picture, so there was no talking. And so, and then Jarellistico's mask is hanging halfway off of his face for the rest of the match. Where you can see half of his face, uh... And they didn't they didn't really talk about it, the announce team, which I found very surprising, especially since they have a masked announcer, you know? You would mm-hmm. think they would talk about what a big deal that is. Yeah, which kind of makes you think it was unplanned yeah. if they don't talk about it. But that's a big move to do, spur of the moment, unplanned. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, but so we've seen some, some hints of Jungle Boy turning heel... You know, he had the belt in his hands uh, during the, the four-way match at the pay-per-view, the Four Pillars match. He was ready to deck someone with it. Of course, he chose. He ended up choosing not to. Which was so disappointing. Um, I thought he was going to turn heel at the pay-per-view. He did not. And then here, him ripping Drillistico's mask... That's a pretty heelish move. It's like the most heel thing you can do. Yeah. That's I, a mean, pretty, drill, I mean, in fairness, Drillistico had just used a extension cord, wrapped it around his neck, and was choke choking him, yeah. him to death. Um, but still, uh, I've never seen a face do that before. Never. It was well, very surprising. Well, a lot of times back in the day, 
faces would use to try and unmask the heel. Because really, yeah, That's yeah, yeah, shocking. yeah. But but it's different with Mexican culture. Mm-hmm. You know, just back in the day, there'd be some schlub in a mask, and they'd say, "Go out there, you're the executioner." You know, oh, so okay. it'd be the face versus the executioner, and then the face. So not like it, Lucha Libre, just some yeah, rando. Yeah, the, the face plays okay. the crowd. He's like, "I'm gonna take his mask off," right? Yeah. Oh, okay. That kind of thing. And, uh, of course, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, he tries to and then gets, you know, gets hit or whatever mm-hmm. and never gets the mask off. But that would be a way to get heat against mm-hmm. a masked heel. Uh, that happened pretty commonly. Uh, but now that Americans know about Lucha Libre culture, they know it's it's sort of sort of a sacred thing, the mask mm-hmm. to the performer. We know it's a it's a dick move yeah. to to rip off the mask of a Lucha Libre performer, yeah. yeah. So it's not something you want the faces doing. Well yeah. plus you brought up now who's gonna pay for that mask? Is Jungle Boy gonna have to buy him a new mask? Yeah. <laughs> Those are expensive. Yeah, it was a dick move. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, uh, although Drillistico was trying to choke him with el- electrical cord, yeah. Um, so, and minutes later, Perry choked Preston Vance with the camera cord. Uh, Hook used a chain that he got, I think, from under the ring. He used a chain against Preston Vance, uh, wrapped it around his fist, did Hook, Punched Vance in the forehead, turning Vance into a bloody mess pretty much instantly. Oh my god, it was spurting out everywhere. Yeah. This is where I bowed out of watching the match. Is that right? Well, shortly thereafter, because then a fan... Did you see that? Mm-mm. So So, the blood was spurting out of Vance's head, like literally spurting, and it sprayed... It was like arterial spray that you see in like serial murder shows like all over the wall, except it was Oliver Hook's back. And then they they moved over to the barricade and were and were fighting each other. And a fan took his hands and rubbed it down Hook's back through all of Preston Vance's blood and then held out his hands and was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to throw up on everyone. Wow. No, I, I cannot that. watch this Jeez. anymore. I missed that. Yeah, it was it was gross. Lord, must have been writing. Uh, Hook T-bone suplexed Vance from the apron through a table on the arena floor. Pretty cool spot. Uh, Perry applies the snare trap to Drillistico. Drillistico taps out. Hook also had locked Vance in the red rum. Good match. Four bones out of five. Nice bloody battle between these four guys. Uh, and this feud continues between Hook and Jungle Boy and the uh, La Faction Ingobernable. Maybe this is the end of it, this match. Kind of seemed like the, the blow-off of the, of the feud. And Hook and Jungle Boy can... I don't know if they're going to stay a tag team or move on to different things or, or what, what the deal is with them. 
I like them as like an occasional tag team. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, can I add one spot that you didn't mention? Yeah, of course. Um. So at one point, it happened during a picture in picture, uh, and this was before all the blood. Uh, Hook and Preston Vance were fighting in the stands. And Hook takes a, a trash can, not like the traditional, like, metal wrestling trash can, but like a plastic rectangular stadium trash can, flipped it over and put it on Preston Vance, and then grabbed a folding chair and <laughs> smacked the side of it. And it was very funny to me. Um, and then Preston Vance put, put, pulled it from trash can off of himself um but it was just a fun moment uh, i missed that, that too maybe i need to rewatch this match i missed i missed that also yeah it was good at least the parts that i saw except yeah the, there was a lot going on in this match yeah. yeah like you said they were fighting on the arena floor they were fighting in the stands um at the beginning uh, and then they made their way to the ring but yeah it was an action-packed match it was a fun match and Jose, the assistant, got involved at one point. Did you mention that? I didn't take any notes about it. Yeah, I think he actually even ripped his own shirt off. Uh, <laughs> See, I don't remember yeah, that. There's he, so he much got, going in, on. He got uh, in the ring, Jose, the assistant, did. I, I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Um, I didn't write down what he did. All I wrote down was Jose, the assistant, exclamation mark. Um, that, was, uh, that was once the blood was happening, though, so I was like... Just peeking occasionally at the screen at that point. Um, all right, so up next we got a big announcement. Yeah, the announcement was the main event of the first episode of AEW Saturday Night Collision or whatever that show is going to be called. AEW Collision or whatever you call it. It's called Collision. I think I've seen logos that say Saturday Night Collision. Yeah, but when they say the name of it, when it's just collision. They just say collision. Anyways, the main event is going to be uh, CM Punk and FTR against Switchblade Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Samoa Joe. Yeah, so that's a pretty good main event for night for night one of that show. I'm just excited to see CM Punk and Samoa Joe back in the ring together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be awesome. CM Punk teaming up with the World Tag Champs, taking on Bullet Club Gold and the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, Samoa Joe. Uh, getting that show off on the, on the right track. Exciting. CM Punk returning. Hopefully this return goes better than his last one, which ended in injury that he is only now returning from. So hopefully he's uh, fit and ready and will be injury-free this time because the last run was good and he was kind of just getting back in the flow of things and having some good matches mm-hmm. and had a, had a good feud with MJF and all that stuff. And... Uh, and it just, and it got cut short, unfortunately, you know. Yeah, and I think this match also answers our question of is he coming back as a heel or a face, you know? Because he's with FTR. And well, yeah, he's, he's going to be a face heads. at first, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think eventually we'll see him as a heel. Good. Um, I love heel CM Punk. 
but I think there's there ratings and money to be made off of him mm-hmm. as a face. Like yeah. he is, I I think right now at this time he's probably the biggest draw in AEW. Hmm. Uh, I think that's, I think that's fair to say. Um, so I think using him as a face is the right move. But I think we will see him as a heel. I would, I would say like within a year, I bet we see him mm-hmm. as a heel. That'd be cool. But but first off, I'm I'm sure yeah he's gonna be a face. There's just too much, too much, the 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 ratings and the money and everything. Like they they need him to be a good guy at first. Um, so we'll see how it goes. You know, it's gonna be interesting. Can they keep him away from <laughs> Kenny Omega? I can't even believe we're having to talk about that. Can they keep him away from Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks? Can they... Talk keep, about working with children. Can yeah. they keep them out of the same building? I mean, Jesus Christ. What a fucking predicament. Um, up next, we have the AEW TBS Championship match. Uh, new TBS champion Chris Statlander in her first title defense against Anna J.A.S., accompanied by Matt Menard. Uh, Statlander, she looked good offensively and while selling. Looked very good in this match. Uh, Anna J. had a, a standing neckbreaker submission hold that she turned into a neckbreaker. It was an interesting move. During the match, we were shown that Taya Valkyrie is watching backstage on a monitor. This is her second defense. What was her first? Nyla Rose last week. Oh, thank you. Okay, yep. Yep, second defense. So she's definitely setting her path as a fighting champion. Did you skip Takeshita? Oh, I think I did, yeah. We'll come back to that. Okay. Um, I fell asleep while I was watching this show, so that's why I missed that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm busy, people. I'm a busy man. <laughs> um, where was I, though? We're talking about Chris Statlander and Anna J. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, Ty Valkyrie is watching backstage on a monitor, so she's still after the TBS title. Uh, Chris Statlander ended the match. She hit a tombstone pile driver for the pin and the win. Got it on Anna Jay. Statlander looked great. Anna Jay looked so-so. She's just not not that good. Uh, three bones out of five. Decent match. That's interesting because almost all of my notes are about Anna Jay doing things that I thought looked good. Really? Because I was so surprised. I mean, she's not bad. I mean, no, she's... but normally she's bad. And I felt like right. in this match, she wasn't that bad. No, she was okay. Yeah, she's not bad or anything. Mm. She's yeah. just okay. 
I mean, I, I guess I have two notes about Anna J. But that's the two first two positive notes I've ever written about Anna J. Yeah, and what are they? Um, she had a good head scissors at the start. Okay. Um, then there was a good kick by Anna J. Putting Chris into the turnbuckle. That's what I was saying. Statlander's selling was really yeah, excellent. Yeah, excellent. Statlander was great in this match. She was. She was. She had a nice discus, discus lariat also. Statlander did. Yeah, she's looking great since her return. Interesting to see her against some some better competition. Interesting to see her against Ty Valkyrie. Yeah, I'm not too big on Valkyrie. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not super big on her, but... I haven't seen... I've not been impressed. Hmm. I mean, I've only seen, a you know, a, just a handful of matches, but I've not been impressed at all. She seems clunky. Every match I've seen her in, it's yeah. clunky. It's, her, it, it, her things... moves don't flow into each other. It's like, I'm doing this, and now I am doing this. Yeah. Instead of, like, a natural progression. Yeah, exactly. Like, the matches, her matches don't progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. she There's a move, and then I'm going to do this other move. Yeah. And then I'm going to do this other move. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's, it just really, you know, takes you out of it. it very stilted matches. and mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like I said, this match was okay. And Statlander just uh, fun. keeps the belt. She is fun, yeah. yeah. Be nice to see her against some of the other other women. Uh, so here, why don't you tell us about Takeshita? So Takeshita had a very short squash match against a jobber named Damian Ace. After which, Callus got on the mic and talked a bunch of shit um, about how Kenny Omega sucks, basically, and. Yeah, he just was Don Callis. So he was a giant asshole. Talking shit about Kenny Omega. Talking up to Keshta. Um, And then after that was an interview in which Christian blames Arn Anderson for his loss. And they beat up Brock Anderson. Oh, in the, dre- in the dressing room. Tell me more. What else did I sleep through? <laughs> no, that's it. Because then it goes God, to- I got to start watching these shows at a different time. Because like- <laughs> um, after that is when we had the women's match. Yeah, so what happened? I didn't... Just, yeah, just, so, 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 you, just so, so you know, I didn't watch this Wednesday night. I can't. I work all day and came home after work to watch this recorded and then I fell asleep folks so try, don't hold it against me it was after a hard day's work I worked my ass off and then, and then I came asleep. yeah I, I came home uh and and I fell asleep and I apparently missed Takeshita and I missed what Brock Anderson got beat up? What happened? Yeah, so so Christian is being interviewed. I think I didn't write it down who was interviewing him, but I think it was Alex Marvez, um, in front of a dressing room door, and Christian is talking about how it's Arn Anderson's fault that uh that he lost, mm-hmm. um, and so as as he's finishing talking, Luchasaurus opens the dressing room door and comes out and Christian's like, we got a message for you, Arn, basically. And then you see on the ground, the room's kind of like fucked up and 
Brock is laying there, like, moaning on the ground. I see. So, payback via the sun. Mm-hmm. I see. So that feud is not over, I guess. Wardlow, nowhere to be seen? No, no Wardlow. No Wardlow, no Arn. Just, just Brock. Uh, from... Oh, they were just talking to the camera. They weren't talking to Arn. They were talking to Alex Marvez, who was interviewing Arn. Oh, they weren't talking to Arn, though. No, Arn wasn't there. I see. Okay. Okay. Well, okay, so that feud's still going for the TNT title, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. So then after the women's match, we have an outcast promo. Do you have that? Nope. Okay, so in this, we have Ruby Soho. Oh, no, I have that. Okay, then you can go for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, first, there. let me tell you, there's some matches for Rampage on Friday. Um... Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Brothers, team up with Bandito in a trios match against Ethan Page, Lee Moriarty, and Big Bill. Sounds good. Powerhouse Hobbs will be in action, so I guess he's facing a jobber. Another trios match, the acclaimed and Daddy Ass take on the Spanish Announce Project, and that's the team of Angelico, Serpentico, and Luther. And also on Rampage, there's a four-way match for a women's uh, title shot. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Sky Blue, Mercedes Martinez, and Nyla Rose. So Rampage, uh, pretty packed with matches. And I tell you, for real, if you don't watch Rampage, you're missing out. Because it's a it's a good show. And, you know, it doesn't... Always have the biggest, uh, or usually doesn't have the biggest stars in the company, but uh, usually, you know, if it has four matches, at least three of them are, are worth watching. It's a pretty good show, and, and it's like all wrestling. Yeah, it, I mean they so they short. pack a lot into yeah. that hour. It's just bam, 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 bam. They they pack it into that hour because yeah. they'll cut out entrances. And so it'll just be like match, yeah. match, short promo, match, yeah. short promo, match. I mean, it's like your wrestling vitamin. It's <laughs> a great way to put it. It's yeah. a great way to put it. Uh, they then went through the two matches signed for Forbidden Door Two, which is coming up June twenty fifth. Uh, we've got the IWGP United States Championship match. Kenny Omega defends his belt against Will Ospreay, and the other match, Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. Again, I'm probably mispronouncing the first name. Again, so just say the last name. Well, I'm trying to, you know, trying to say his whole name. Yeah. Um, Then, uh, it was a Tony Storm and Ruby Soho promo. Storm says she'll be watching the four-way match. To see who comes out of it. Who are you for in that? Who am I for? Yeah. Let's see who's in it again. We got Dr. Britt Baker. Sky Blue. Um, Mercedes, I think is her first name. And Nyla Rose. Yeah. I guess I'm for Britt Baker. Yeah, I wish they hadn't shown us on All Access that she doesn't want to be champion again. Because I feel like... Now, anytime she's in like a like a contender spot, I'm like not for her. 
You know? Really? Yeah. Yeah, because she doesn't want it. If you don't want the championship, what are you doing? But she's there to, like, she wants to, like, help other women and, like, help build their division. Which is cool, but, like, that makes me feel like she's not winning that match, you know? She could win and just not win the championship, yeah. so. Or I guess Tony, uh, Tony could be like, you're getting the belt, not Tony Storm, but Tony Khan. Could be like, you're gonna get the belt whether you want it or not, you know? He can. He's the, he's the booker man. Alright, so, so I think we covered everything that I yes. fell asleep through. <laughs> yeah, we did. So, listeners, I'm sorry. What can I say? I, I've just got this new job, and it's, <laughs> I've got, a, I'm on a new schedule, I get up, I'm, this is my personal life, I'm going to get into it for a second here. I get up at 5.45 in the morning to go to work. <laughs> Which, then, if if you knew him and his normal sleep schedule, that's a really big deal. Yeah. He is not a morning person. If you knew me, that's like, imagine if someone woke you up at 3 in the morning at gunpoint and sent you to work. That's how it feels. Uh... So I get up at 5.45 in the morning and go to work. And then I come home to watch Dynamite. I'm tired. I fell asleep. I'm sorry. I let you down. I apologize. It's okay. Well, you didn't. we didn't talk about this beforehand, so you didn't know you had missed things. So you couldn't, like, go back no. and fix it because we didn't know it was an issue that yeah. happened. Well, I'm glad you, I mean, you saw it, though. So yeah. I'm going to go back. Well, I guess I don't need to. You covered it pretty well. Um. All right, and before we get to the main event, uh, there there are a couple more matches. You know, earlier I mentioned how next week's Dynamite looks pretty stacked. So next week on Dynamite, we have Women's World Championship match. Tony Storm, of course, versus the winner of the four-way match on Rampage. Uh, we have an eight-man tag match. The Mogul Embassy which is Swerve Strickland, and then the Ring of Honor six-man tag champions, Brian Cage, Khan, and Toa. Toa. And they're taking on Darby Allin, Sting, international champion Orange Cassidy, and Keith Lee. We have an AEW world title eliminator match with the world champion MJF taking on Adam Cole. And we have a trios match with the Blackpool Combat Club uh, team of John Moxley, Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta taking on the Hung Bucks, Hangman Adam <laughs> Page, and the Young Bucks. So next week's Dynamite, I mean, is a is like a pay per view card. Seriously, are there title matches though? Uh, the women's championship will oh, be that's on the right. line. Okay, yeah. Uh, so well. just, I was just thinking about how we haven't seen the House of Black in two weeks in a row now. That's true. When's the last time we did see them? I don't know. They weren't on. Were, were they on last week? I don't think. Or the week before, maybe. I got it in front of me. They were not on the week before. So the last time we saw them was the pay per view. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. All right, next is the main event. Uh, it's Ricky Starks 
versus Switchblade Jay White of Bullet Club Gold, and Juice Robinson, uh, that of course is the other member of Bullet Club Gold, he is banned from ringside, and the World Tag Team Champions, FTR, uh, Ricky Stark's friends, they are banned from ringside. Uh, they're his new friends. They kind of helped him out when he's got his ass beat by Bullet Club Gold. Uh, so everyone's banned from ringside who's been involved in this feud. Just Starks versus White. Uh, so we start out brawling. Uh, Ricky is trying to get the ring steps. And while Ricky is trying to move the ring steps for, for something that he's trying to do. I don't know what he's trying to do, but he's move, trying to move them. While he's doing that, Jay White is leaving because Ricky's already beat his ass. Jay White's headed up the ramp. He's leaving. He's going home. Uh, so Ricky has to go get him um, early on to save the match. Uh, back in the ring, Jay White superplexes Ricky off the top ropes. Ricky Starks hits a flying elbow smash into the corner and then a springboard DD, uh, springboard tornado DDT on White. Pretty awesome combo spot there. Uh, soon after that, there was a Uranagi by White for a two count. Starks hits one of his finishers, the Rochambeau, hits it on White, but hits the ref in the meantime. Out come the guns. Accidentally. Yeah, accidentally hits the ref, yeah. The ref dies. <laughs> uh, accidentally, accidentally dies. The guns come out out of nowhere. Out come the guns. They hit their finisher, the 310 to Yuma. Uh, Jay White then hits his finisher, the Blade Runner. Uh, the ref wakes up from death. To count the three count, Switchblade, Jay White wins. Uh, good match, physical match, back and forth, uh, reversals, uh, lots of strikes and, and reversals. Uh, good physical match from both guys, four bones out of five. Good, solid main event. Uh, Jay White wins with, with the big help from the guns. So are the guns in Bullet Club Gold? Question number one. Question number two, are they just in Bullet Club Gold because their name is the guns? Oh. <laughs> That's a good call. Uh, hmm. So what do you think? Are they in Bullet Club Gold? Maybe. I thought maybe they were joining up with Jay White and... Uh... Juice Robinson because FTR was on Ricky Stark's side. And the guns and FTR have some feuding in yeah. their history. Yeah. Um, so you don't think so you think it has more to do with FTR and less to do with Bullet Club Gold membership? That was my I mean, that was my initial thought. Yeah. I could see I mean Bullet Club we keep talking about how Bullet Club needs more members. Um, I kind of assumed their more members were going to come from outside of AEW and be new people to the, to the roster. Hmm. But um, I mean the guns are a way to go. They need to do something with them. Yeah, I agree. They were on TV a lot and then just kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, one thing that happened in the match. I think the guns would be a good addition to Bullet Club. Yeah, I think so too. Have have some uh, henchmen. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, I think I think it'd be a good addition. And then bring in another kind of main guy mm-hmm. and have a group of five. I think that'd be a nice stable going there. Yeah. 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 Um, one thing that happened in the match that you didn't mention was at one point Ricky Starks goes under the ring mm-hmm. and pulls out a chair and puts the chair in the ring. And then as he's getting into the ring, the ref takes the chair away and pushes it out of the ring. Yeah. Um, two questions. Mm-hmm. One, what is the point of that? And two, he's a face. Why is he getting a chair in a, in a not non-DQ match? Well, because he's That's sick so of Jay White's bullshit. He's sick of getting his ass beat. Yeah, but he's supposed he's to be a good guy. kill him with a chair. Yeah, he's supposed to be good. But he's been pushed to his limit. That's that's the difference there. He's been pushed to his limit. He's been double teamed and yeah. sneak attacked and mm-hmm. everything by Bullet Club Gold. He's been pushed to his limit. Okay. But then he would lose. He doesn't, that's the thing, he doesn't care. He wants he to kick his winning. ass. He just wants to fight. He wants to kick Jay White's ass. Okay, I guess that's a that's a reasonable explanation. Yeah. This episode was just full of faces doing uncharacteristic things. Yes, it was, wasn't it? I wonder what's going on in Tony Khan's life. Oh, I hope he's okay. Yeah. Do you think that's what we're seeing? We the turmoil we see in wrestling on AW is a reflection of, of Tony Storm, not Tony Storm, Tony Khan's personal life. I mean, to an extent, you gotta believe it is. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, just because writers write from their own experiences, so Booker's book from their own experiences. I mean, we could talk. We could talk about that all day, but I mean. Yeah. Interesting. I never really thought of that. I thought about it, that thought about it, I guess. Hmm. You you know, to to some extent you you gotta think, yeah, some something's going on with Tony. That all the good guys are turning mean. You know, <laughs> Adam Cole being mean, Ricky Starks getting chairs from under the ring. What else was going on? The Hardys have a the Hardys. have a manservant. Yeah. Um, Being mean. And then Jungle Boy ripping off Drillistico's mask. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. This episode this was, was filled yeah, with faces doing, huh? yeah. how about that? Yeah, four, four examples. How about that? that is, that's interesting. I guess it's a new pattern we can look for and see if yeah. it continues. I wonder if looking back, if we'd see the same... Same pattern. I wonder, were we just looking for it and saw it, or... Well, why were we looking for it? I think it just stood out because it's not normal. Well, it first stood out to me... A jungle boy. No, it first stood out to me because of Adam Cole. You didn't notice when jungle boy was ripping That was after Cole. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, I first noticed it not with Cole, because Cole's thing didn't bother me. But uh, I noticed it with, with Jungle Boy, with the mask ripping. Yeah, that is interesting. But yeah, so back to the main event for a minute. So we've got, on one side of this feud now, we've got Ricky Starks 
and FTR. And on the other side, we've got Jay White, Juice Robinson, and the Guns. So, we need another face to, to kind of even it up, I guess. So, who else can, can get inserted into this to, to even it up? Who, who else kind of runs with Ricky Starks? You know who's going to run with FTR? Oh, CM Punk. CM Punk. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And he's he's having a match against Jay White and Juice Robinson yes, on yeah. uh, June 17th. 17th. Yeah. So what is that? That's, that's coming shortly. Yeah, today's the 8th. So okay. nine days from today. Well, there you Ooh, go. Nine days from today, I'm going to get to see CM Punk again. <sighs> Life is good, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. So yeah, that's exciting. CM Punk coming. Big things happening for AEW. Very exciting. So that's the show. Yeah. So the next time you can hear from us. Next time you can hear from us will be this weekend. Mm-hmm. With this weekend WWE. Yeah. It will be either, as always, either Saturday or Sunday, whenever we can fit it in. Because uh, we're busy. <laughs> Just like Dalton Castle. Yeah. We're busy. <laughs> um, yeah, for real though. Either Saturday or Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. will be this week in WWE. You can check out us. Uh, check us out on Twitter. We will be live tweeting uh, either SmackDown or Rampage or some combination of the the two of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I at will. least like the first hour of SmackDown. Yeah, before yeah. we have to go to bed. Before we have to go to bed <laughs> because we're busy. <clears throat> and old. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably like yeah live tweet the first hour of SmackDown or something. Yeah. Uh, and you might see some more twitching from Asa. Mm-hmm. You will not see twitching from me, nor do you want to. It would be disastrous. So yeah, so wherever you... Uh, listen to podcasts please make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode uh we do uh the aw dynamite recap we do this week in wwe and then we do our ring of honor pay-per-view shows and then of course we do wwe and AEW pay-per-view shows as well um which we have a Ring of Honor one coming up in July now, which was also announced yeah, during yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. this show. Um, also, wherever you listen to your podcast, please rate us. That's how we get new listeners and stuff. That's very helpful. Rate us five stars, uh, whatever they let you. Five bones, if they'll let you. Mm-hmm. Uh, rate us high, please. Um, what else? What else? Well, we've got some we've got some program schedule changes coming, but we'll we'll announce those later. But some some uh, big changes coming to our our schedule, our podcasting oh, that's schedule like next week, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it on our WWE show. So tune yeah. into that to find out what our schedule changes are. Yeah. We'll talk about it there. We'll talk about it on Twitter. But yeah, we have some big changes coming to our podcast schedule. Um, and yeah, and I'm going to be doing some twitching of wrestling video games. Um, 
So watch for me on Twitch. You can you can see the Twitch link from our Twitter, which is No Bones Wrestling. That's No Bones Wrestling with an R. And um, we're gonna be doing more YouTube videos. I know I keep saying that, but we really are. <laughs> uh, so watch for us on YouTube. Um, yeah, I think and, I've plugged everything there is to McFoley plug. And as McFoley would say. And as McFoley would say, have a nice day. Bye.